Welcome to Max Storm Business Coaching for the Health and Fitness Professional Podcast, where you will hear and learn tips, tricks, and marketing secrets that will allow you to build your business from ordinary to extraordinary. Visit us at maxstormcoaching.com. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Maxwell Storm here, and I have been traveling a lot more than usual for these first couple months of the year. And what has just occurred to me is that I need to get a better mobile rig if I'm going to be doing these podcasts all the time because uh, the last uh, couple of times that I've done the podcast, I've been away from the office, away from my microphone and my real good setup. And I'm using these portable microphones and my computer, and the sound just just isn't uh, the quality that I would like, and I'm sure that you guys have noticed the difference. So I'm going to try to make that better. I'm going to get some better equipment and really try to make this uh, sound for the for the shows much better. Uh, so I was going to cover a little bit today about referrals. I know we had gone over referrals and joint ventures and partnerships and different ways to create income for yourself with other types of uh, clients and working with your partners and other um, practitioners and things in that sense. But I want to go over referrals in particular because it's such a huge subject. I want to make sure that we we cover that pretty well. The other day, there's one thing I wanted to let you guys know. It's weird because there's so many things when I start these shows that I want to cover because there's so much to do to get um, people in the service business like us to fill up our book, bring in the right clients, have fun at work, make money, and uh, you know, build the lifestyle that we want all whilst you know supporting ourselves, our families, and also, if you have other practitioners, other trainers, um, employees, team members, anybody underneath you that you've hired, you want to be able to support them also. So it's pretty, it's pretty, um, it's pretty cool, but it's also sometimes a little overwhelming because there's so much to do, and uh, you know you got to try to put the worry out of your mind and move forward. You know, uh, the universe brings us things and. And that's how it is, but it's hard to sometimes uh, go through that. So there was something I, uh, I want to talk about before I go to referrals. And, and one, of the, one of the main things about, um, about um, creating business, when we, when we create business for ourselves, we always want to make sure <laughs> – that we're not putting roadblocks in front of our business. So we get paid. And for some reason, a lot of people, not a lot of people, people always find a way to sabotage making money or getting paid. Or they're always, they do a lot. They do 80%, 90%. And, and then they throw in a wrench in the gears for some reason. And I'm not sure why. We all do it. We, we do it. We don't know why we do it, but 
there's something within us that wants to have that little bit of freedom to, to do what we want. Like we don't want to conform to the processes of business. We want to say, this is my business and this is how I want to do it. You know, and if you don't like it, then don't work with me or whatever it is. And, and something that reminded me about that today is I am actually um, just outside of Charlotte. And uh, I come here probably once a quarter for a meeting with a small company that uh, sells exercise equipment. Okay, It's a small company and they sell exercise equipment. And, um, and they're a great company. I love coming out here. And there is an organic, gluten-free little cafe that I love going to just down the road from where I usually stay. And it's a great spot. I actually have met the owners and they're really nice. Um, and it's so hard for me sometimes not to say anything. Uh, because, you know, it's, but it, it, you don't want to give unsolicited advice. They're not really asking me. But, but one of the things that really irks me about this one little cafe, it's awesome. They're, they have people there. They're not as busy as they probably could be. But one of the things that I noticed, and I've been going there now for about a year and a half, is that they have this little sign on the credit card machine. And it says, Credit card machine broken. We can only accept cash. Now, it's been like that for over a year and a half, as I said, that I have been coming here. And I don't know how long it's been like that prior. Uh, just, it, it's just an odd thing to me because if you have regulars coming in, they are going to notice that. Now, most likely, we all know that we can collect credit cards. We have so many ways to get paid in this world. Now, a lot of people, I mean, my target, your target market, my target market, they are younger. They don't carry cash. Um, we're talking about older generations. They carry cash still. But the younger generations are not carrying cash. And the problem being is that most likely the owner of this establishment doesn't want to accept credit cards. And it's probably, it's, I don't think he's trying to avoid paying taxes or trying to do anything illegal. I think that he doesn't want to pay the credit card fees. And if that is the case, then he has a, not only a problem, but a legitimate issue with the core business that he is running. Okay, so if your margins are so close, if you are only making so much money per transaction that you have to worry about credit card fees, then you are doing something wrong. You need to raise your prices. There is no getting around it. That is a deterrent from business. I can almost guarantee, guarantee 1 million percent that if he would get his credit card machine working or find another way to create and collect 
and, and allow people to pay with credit cards, you would be much busier. Now, again, it's not my place to say anything to him. He hasn't asked me. We are kind of friends just because I go in there when I'm in town. I've said hi to him. We've talked a little bit about family and traveling and the area, but he doesn't know what I do for a living. He doesn't realize that I am a consultant and I help people build businesses that are successful and take those roadblocks out. So it's very tough for me as a professional to give him that advice because I just feel I would be crying and I could be opening up a couple, a cup of worms or a can of worms. And it might turn into a place, you know, that if he doesn't take it the right way, I may not be able to go back in there. And um, I like the place. I like the food. Again, I, I eat organic, dairy-free, gluten, dairy, gluten and dairy-free organic food. So it's, as we all know, any of you that eat in this sense, it's hard for us to find places to eat unless we go to San Diego. But um, this this doesn't have anything to do with what I wanted to cover on the podcast today. I just it just is irking me because I am here now. I just experienced it, and I want everyone to realize that. Listen, don't put roadblocks into your business, whether it's forms, um, time, costs, no credit cards. You know, whatever that roadblock is that's in your head that is going to stop, even if it stops one client from signing up with you, it is a roadblock. I am not saying to throw out all of the things that we've talked about. What I'm saying is when you choose and you do the work and you have that perfect client or those clients that you're going to work with, don't sabotage yourself. Don't worry about collecting credit cards. Don't worry if they're going to do this, if they're going to do that. You run your business the right way. You steer them into the foundation that you want to, but don't throw a wrench in the gears when they're ready to sign up with you. Again, if you aren't, aren't utilizing or you um, taking credit cards for payment because you're worried about the credit card fees, then you are not charging enough money. Again, it is very important that you don't put roadblocks in your business. Um, we'll talk about more about that um, when we have time. Maybe so many people will send in some questions or some ideas on roadblocks that they have might have stumbled across within their own business. But it's super important that we get rid of those roadblocks. Even if we make uh, five cents less on a dollar, uh, but we're going to bring in those clients. We have to make it as easy as possible for a client to do business with us. Now, I'm not saying that we are going to bend over backwards. We need to make it easy for them to do business with us. When they decide to work with us, see, there's two different things. You're going to tell them how you do business. They are going to decide that they want to. And then when they do decide, you must make it easy for them, okay? Don't continue to throw things on. And I'm going to give you an example, and it's kind of funny because um, uh, a friend of mine always makes fun of me. He, you know, I'll go into a restaurant, and I'll ask for something to gluten. I'll say, do you have anything that's gluten there? Gluten. I'll say anything that, I'll say, do you have any organic? What do you have organic? And they'll say, I'll say, is it gluten-free? And the waiter will say, 
yes, uh, let, let me go check with the, um, let me go check with the chef. And he'll go check with the chef. And when he comes back, he'll say, yes, the chef said it's gluten-free. And then I'll say, is it dairy-free also? I'm throwing that extra screw in there. And it's one of those things that I, I always forget to ask at the same time. So now that the waiter feels great, I've solved the issue. It's organic. It's gluten-free. I can't wait to go tell the customer. So he comes out to me. He's all happy. And he says, yes, it's organic and gluten-free. You're ready to go. It's awesome. And he thinks I'm going to order it. And then I throw the curveball. I say, oh, is it dairy-free? And he looks at me like, oh, my God. So that's kind of um, what you'll be doing to your client. If you get them all psyched up, you run them through the hoops, you run them through your system that we've talked about, you run them through your funnel, and he's going to join and pay and get all the stuff. And then he comes to pay you and you say, I don't accept credit cards, or I don't do this, or, oh, no, I don't do that. Okay, you don't do that. Don't sabotage your business. Okay, so... This was just something that, again, I could, I shouldn't have gone this long on it. It just happened to me. It wasn't my idea to start this show off with this story, but I felt it was super important to talk about. And, uh, and that's just something that, that I feel very uh, strongly about is, you know, if there's any issues or any worries about extra costs, extra fees, Things in which a client would find um, that it's a roadblock to work with you, get rid of those roadblocks. Okay, just get rid of them. I don't care if it irks you. Let me know what it is. I can almost guarantee you that I'll figure out a way around it or you'll figure out a way around it. Talk to somebody, but don't throw those roadblocks in there. Don't sabotage your business because we are going to go through this stuff. We're going to do some great things. And you're going to have super, super amount of fun doing that. So, so this was just a quick show. I, um, I don't have that much time because, again, I, um, I am traveling. I'm supposed to go um, and meet some people. We're going to do a strategy session. And I wanted to get this show in for, um, for this week. I'm going to do another show probably from this road. I'm going to be here till Thursday. So maybe tomorrow I'll record another show. Uh, on referrals and uh, there's some cool stuff that we can plan on referrals. I know we talked about it in a prior show, but it's really important that we uh, really drill down and talk about how we can start the conversation with clients about referrals, how we can tell them or talk to them about what we expect from them as our client. And it's very important to, Utilize the right language um, so they don't think that we are expecting them to do things, but we do want to make them think that they should help us with the referrals. And, and, and again, we're gonna go, we'll go through some language that will really help you to talk to your current clients, your future clients, maybe even your past clients about referrals. It's super important. It is the way that you're going to get business referrals are undeniably the easiest way for you to get business. I mean, it is unbelievable 
Um, and once you do get that business, once you do get those referrals, like we just talked about earlier, don't throw curveballs in there. Don't throw roadblocks in there. Don't sabotage your successful business. You're doing so much. If you're following these podcasts, you are working your butt off to build your business and all of this stuff can help. So, so let's not sabotage anything. Let's make sure that we get everything done the way we need to. Uh, let's set up this foundation and we'll get some referrals. Like I said, the language of referrals, super, super important. Now, here's the other thing. We talked about this earlier. I keep referring back to old podcasts. So I'm hoping if you're new to the show, you're going to go back and listen to the podcast. Um, make sure you start setting up your email list. Collect emails. Collect email addresses. Set up your email list. I don't care if you have to separate it. Current clients, future clients, hopeful clients, whatever it is, make sure that you start setting up your email list. We need to have an email list. As we progress through these shows, we need to have an email list so that we can send out information. It's not just to sell people. It's not to send out specials. It's to keep your clients, your past clients, your future clients, and your current clients informed on the ongoing, what's available, what you're doing, what you can do, where they can go to learn more. It is awesome. We need to have this email list. And it's very important that if you haven't started collecting that data, collecting those emails, I don't care if you put them on a spreadsheet, just start doing it. Because in our future shows, we're going to need those and uh, we're going to start building some awesome business that way. So, all right, well, that's it today. Sorry, I kind of got off track, but it was super important about the roadblocks and credit cards and, and collecting money, however you have to do it. Figure out the best way, the easiest path for you to collect and get paid. Don't sabotage yourself. Don't throw wrenches in the gears. Make them sign up. If you have a 50-page questionnaire that you give your your clients, let them sign up first, please. Then give them the questionnaire. Make sure you make it the easiest path possible, just like water. If you pour water on something, you will always find the easiest path to travel down. Think about water and always find the easiest way for your clients to sign up for you. Okay, don't throw wrenches in the way. Don't sabotage yourself. You're doing so great by following this podcast, by doing the things we talked about. You're getting them right to that one-yard line. Don't fumble it. Allow them to come across into the end zone. They'll be happier. I am telling you, they will be happier. You will be happier. If you're worried about small uh, margins, you're not making enough if they do this or they pay this or that credit card, raise your prices. They will still be happy even if you raise your prices because if they're paying with a credit card, if they're paying with a check or they're paying um, um, on a payment plan, they don't mind spending more. I'm telling you, they don't mind spending more. Okay. It's super important that you convince yourself, stop worrying about the money. You are going to give them so much more for their money. Don't worry about the money. Believe in yourself, believe in your knowledge, your talent, your abilities. You are going to help them. They are going to be healthier, wealthier, wiser, all because of you. They're going to be happy as hell that they are working with you. So don't worry about the prices. Charge what you believe you should be getting. Okay. I know I sound like I'm preaching here, but it's so important to not have to worry about what you're charging, what you're making, what they're paying. Is it going to be okay? Are they going to, are they going to try to, you know, negotiate me down? All of those things, get it out of the way 
get paid, ring the card, get the check, get the cash, whatever it is, get it out of the way and start working with your clients, start saving them, start helping them, start getting them healthy. They will have so much more fun because they're going to be healthy. They're going to get it out of the way too. When they pay and they don't have to think about bringing a check with them every time, oh, how much is it going to charge me? Even on their end, they'll be, they'll be happier. They might not say that, of course, because they're the ones paying. But in reality, it's one less thing they have to worry about. It's a huge load off your shoulders. You can work together. And it's, it's awesome if you just get that out of the way. All right, so let's talk a little bit about referrals. We have some time left. And uh, I know I went on a little too long about roadblocks and making certain that we make it easy for our clients to do business with us. And it is important. So let's talk a little bit about referrals. Referrals are the lifeblood of our business, whether it is a customer, a client, giving us a referral, whether it is a fellow practitioner giving us a referral, or a professional in some other field, someone that you might have a joint venture with. Say if you are a, um, a specialist with back pain and you have a joint venture or some kind of agreement with a chiropractor, he is going to give you referrals and vice versa. You may send him referrals. So that's one way to do that. So business to business would be um, other professionals giving you referrals or client referrals, or it could be B to C or C to B. So a customer uh, giving referrals to you. So C to B and you obviously you could have, partnerships and joint ventures. But today, uh, it's a pretty big subject. So today, I want to just talk a little bit about um, clients, your clients giving you referrals. Now, you know, a lot of times when I talk to some of my clients who are business owners, practitioners, therapists, uh, dentists, doctors, uh, personal trainers, obviously, uh, anyone that's looking to fill their book with a specific type of client, a lot of times I ask them how they are currently advertising. And the majority of them will say word of mouth. Now, word of mouth is good, and it's very nice to have word of mouth. But you can't stake your claim on it. Uh, you don't want to have a business that's built on word of mouth. And the reason I say that is because it's unpredictable. What you're asking is that you're hoping that other people who have no emotional connection to your business, other, other than they may know you, they may be a client of yours or something in that sense. Um, so using the word of mouth scenario is great if you have other ways in which you're getting clients. Uh, so, so the word of mouth is good, but don't stake your business on it. Don't stake your claim on it. Don't stake your reputation on it. It's like kind of uh, getting a free lunch, okay? If you're always looking for a free lunch, but you don't always get one, does that mean you don't eat all the time? Maybe once or twice a month, you get a free lunch. Otherwise, you don't eat. So that's what I mean about uh, only 
having referrals or only allowing people to refer you under their own guidance or under their own circumstances. So what we need to do is what we need to do is we need to lead them into giving referrals for you, into how you want them to give referrals. Again, we talked about the foundation. We talked about building your business and how you need to lead people, how you need to ask them to start and do things. We we covered these in our past episodes. So today we are going to concentrate for just a few minutes on the C to B sides from your client to business. So your client, you're going to ask them to give you referrals. Now, how do you go about doing that? We talked a little bit about this in previous episodes. We're going to dig a little bit deeper though. So one way to ask clients to send you referrals is to just plain out ask them. Say, you know, you're talking to your client, they come in, you're working with them, and you're just making small talk, and you ask them, say, so, you know, do you have any other people that you may know that are having back pain or that want to lose weight or they're pregnant or whatever your specialty is, your client should know someone. The average amount of people that one of your clients will know is 250. Most people know an average of 250 people that they can reach out to and connect to. And I'm not saying on social media. I'm not saying on LinkedIn where you have 20,000 or 9,000 or, or Facebook where you might have 1,000 or 800. What I'm saying is most people, it might only be 100, it might, only, might be 300. Most people, the average is 250 people that they can reach out to and maybe talk to or say hi to or send a message to. So you only need them to talk to 10% for you. 10% is 25 people, okay? 10%. So this is what I'm talking about. When you can get your clients to refer you openly, honestly, happily, you can get work very easily. Sometimes you can be overwhelmed how many, how many referrals you would get. So what we need is to lead the clients. We need to open, have an open dialogue with them. We need to communicate with them. Now, my recommendation is, and we talked about this, and I, I keep saying that I know I'm driving you crazy, but my recommendation will be during the onboarding process, you talk to your client and you say, um, Mr. Client, uh, board, um, what we usually do here, the way we build business, the way we keep our prices down so that we can serve our clients better is through, is through referrals. So we don't have to spend a lot of money on advertising to get new clients. We ask our clients that if they're happy with what we're doing with them is if they please refer clients to us. Now, the average of people who are referred to us from each client is about three. The average is three people. Now, you're actually giving them a reason to refer people to you. One, you're telling them if they refer people to you, the prices can stay lower. Okay? Third, you're giving them a target number. You're not just asking them to willy-nilly you know, recommend you, you're saying the average is three. So now not only are you asking them, you're giving them a reason to keep prices down. 
The other is you're giving them a number. You're not just you're not just throwing throwing out there saying, "Hey, get us some referrals." Now they want to uh, a human being always wants to be average. They don't want to fall below. Certainly, they want to be above average, but they don't want to be below average. So their goal now, because you set that number, is to get you three referrals. It's awesome the way this works. Now you can go one step further. You could say, Mr. Client. Um, the way that we can help you get us some referrals is that I can give you some coupons for either an hour um, session. I can give you a coupon for $50 off for people that you would give this out to, people that you would recommend. I can also give you, Mr. Client, anyone that you refer to me, I can give you one month free or I can give you an extra session or think about how you can reward them for sending you client. But don't you don't want to bribe them. Let them know that that you've, you know, for your gratefulness. It's all about the wording. For 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 being grateful that you sent us a referral that signed up, I want to be able to offer you a free month or I want to be able to offer you this or whatever it is. It's very important that you don't, they don't think that you're trying to bribe them for giving you a client. You want them just to be happy about it. Also, let them know that you don't expect them to refer a client to you until they are happy or that they are satisfied. So now there's no pressure on them, meaning that while they're coming with you and they signed up for a three-month package, while they're coming to you for work, you don't want to be bugging them and you, won't, you don't want them to dread coming in saying, hey, you haven't sent us any clients. What's going on? There's no referrals coming through. Nobody has mentioned your name because what will happen is they won't want to come back. You want to let them know that under their time, under how they feel, they're going to send you referrals. And that's what's important. Like I said, I was going to talk about referrals today, but this show I thought was very important to get this uh, message across about roadblocks and sabotaging and making sure that when the client's ready to sign up, um, you make it very, very easy for them to do that. And we'll probably get more into this um, as we progress, because as you can see, um, it's a it's a huge subject and um, one that I love talking about because it's the end game. It's getting the client to Thank the one yard line, like I said, and that's what Business makes it fun. Coaching podcast. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast is brought to you by MaxStormCoaching.com. Head over to our website or social media pages and download free documents, forms, business tips, and tricks that will help take your client-based business to that next level.